Hello and welcome to the third and final episode of Clearing Choices, the podcast series designed to help you through the uncertainty that can come with Results Day wherever you are in the UK. I'm Katie Thistleton and in this episode we're talking grades and by the end of this ep you'll know what options you have if you didn't get the results you were hoping for. If things haven't gone according to plan and you don't get one of those places or indeed you've changed your mind, you can use clearing. You'll know how to make a good decision at clearing. It's very much about thinking what's right for you. So in my position at a university, when students ask me, can you make me an offer? I say, what are you looking for from a university as well? If you should choose to repeat your year. You may need to consider resitting, going back and and repeating your year, but please check with the universities that you will reapply to that they do accept resits because not everybody does. And your options when it comes to appealing to your chosen university. You have no guarantees that your grade will go up or indeed your grade might go down or it might stay the same. So weighing up whether or not an appeal is the right thing to do for you, it it is a big decision. You can appeal, think it through first. Offering their advice today, I'm joined by UCAS expert Courtney Shepherd. Hello. Careers advisor, teacher and founder of the Beyond the Blackboard Socials, Ran Kinlock-Jones. Hello. And Rena Kaur, admissions advisor at the University of Gloucestershire. Hello. Welcome along to episode three, everyone. Lovely to have you all here. Okay, today we're discussing the options available to you if you didn't get the grades you were hoping for. So first of all, Courtney, what happens on Results Day? Results Day is super exciting for everybody involved. We at UCAS have been working behind the scenes for months and months to get everything ready. We've been working with the universities, with all of the exam boards. We will have passed on all of your results to the universities and colleges so that they can look at your application alongside those grades, everything about you, to make those decisions. On Results Day itself, you'll be able to log into UCAS first thing in the morning. So once you've got your results through, you can log on to UCAS and you'll be able to see whether or not you've got your place and then look at the next steps from there. But I guess what's important to say is we're here. We've got loads and loads of people on the phones who are trained to help you make those decisions to guide you through the steps that you need or just be an impartial voice to talk through some options. I know lots of universities have the same support available. Your teachers will be there. So everybody's ready and wanting to help you as much as possible. Oh, it gives me butterflies just that you talking about sort of opening, you know, going online. It's like, oh, it's so exciting and nerve wracking at the same time, (laughs) isn't it? What happens if you don't get your grades? What can you do then? Okay, so if you don't get your grades, you've got options. That's the most important thing to note to start with. So you'll have made your decisions and your replies to your university choice. You'll have chosen a firm choice. And then if you wanted, you'll have chosen what's called an insurance choice. Now, if you don't get the grades for your firm choice, you'll default to your insurance choice if you meet those grades as well. That means you've got your place. And on UCAS, it will say you've got your place at that university or college. So happy days. You can relax. You can go and celebrate. If things haven't gone according to plan and you don't get one of those places or indeed you've changed your mind, you can use clearing. Now, we've talked a lot about clearing. Clearing has got all of the choices for you if you still want to go into university or college. There's loads and loads of courses available. The UCAS website is the place to be to find out all of those options. So you take your time and you consider those options and look at what's right for you. Amazing. Rena, as an admissions advisor, this is something that you know all about and uh, presumably you are there on results day ready to help people with these options. Yes, absolutely. So at universities, you'll find 
big teams of people waiting to speak to students on the clearing phone lines. But we find that lots of preparation from students is the best thing. So we want everyone to have the best day and for it to go to plan for them. But preparation really is key. So having thought about some other universities that might be open to you if you don't get your grades, some courses that you might be interested in that are similar to the course you've applied to if you don't get your grades and you're not comfortable going to your insurance choice or you've changed your mind, as Courtney just said, there's those options that you can explore in preparation before results day so that when you get there, you feel prepared to make the right informed choice for you. And then what actually happens on clearing morning? So it can be really, really fun for universities will be kind of there waiting, ready, and then it kind of hits and then the phones just go. (laughs) Uh, So it's brilliant. So usually at some of the universities I've worked at, we can have clearing teams from kind of 20 up to 100 people in these big, what we call clearing call centres in university buildings. Uh, So we're there with teas, coffee, snacks and notepads and admissions advisors there ready to help take your calls and understand whether we're the right choice for you and how we can help you make that decision to get to your university of choice. Wow, busiest day of the year for you, I imagine. Definitely. (laughs) Exciting though. Is there anything that you've lost if you don't get your grades, Rena? Not necessarily at all. So it's very much about thinking what's right for you. So in my position at a university, when students ask me, can you make me an offer? I say, what are you looking for from a university as well? So we don't want students to be making a rush decision. We want them to think about it, to make sure that they've got an understanding, an idea of what they're going to be going into when they head to university. With results day, if things haven't gone according to plan, we don't want students to just be picking up the phone and going, I'll take that place. We want students to be thinking, is this the course? Is this the institution that I'm prepared to spend three or four years of my life at? So there's no rush. You can you can take a minute to decide what you want to do. You can. There are some courses which are very highly competitive that will go quickly. So although we're saying take your time, you have got a period of time to do that within which you can do your research. Um, so consider your options within that time. Speak to your support network, do your research, talk to the universities, maybe talk to some current students as well about the courses. Mm. And if, if you feel like you'll, you'll fit in and then you can add your clearing choice from there. But those, those highly competitive courses will go quickly. So do your research ahead of time, even if it's as a backup plan. And we hope that you won't have to use that backup plan, but it's better to have it uh, rather than not. So make a list of pros and cons, the universities you're interested in, even if it's ones which you had a choice with before and you actually declined that uni. Mm. Maybe you've had a change of heart, you've had the summer, you've done your exams. Consider those things. Get the, the contact numbers, how the universities are taking and handling those clearing calls. It's really important to do that prep. Hopefully you won't need to use it, but if you do, it will stand you in good stead. Have a little notepad ready with all that Absolutely. stuff on. What I'm hearing is preparation is key. So I think I probably spent a lot of that summer kind of, well, just having a good time, but also worrying. Having a good time in between worrying. And actually what you can be doing is putting practical steps in, in place and, and getting prepared for that for that day so you know exactly what to do. And no lie-ins, but I don't think anyone has a lie-in on results <laughs> day, do they? I think everyone's awake at 5am. I think the other important thing is knowing that my mum always thinks that over the summer holidays, universities are on summer holidays. No, the no, staff are there. Unfortunately for you, you're still working. <laughs> so if you've got questions, you want to have a call with a member of staff, you want to talk about things, we've still got staff and students working over summer to help give you that advice as well. So as Courtney said, you don't have to wait up until results day. You can still be asking these questions in advance of results day as well to get this information as soon as you would like it. That's really good to know because you think you can't access it. I'm at college at the moment and my teacher the other day was like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'll am i be still around all summer. And I was like, really? Sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be. We'll be on holiday. But, yeah, it's good to know that the uh, the information is there. 
What if you don't get into your chosen university? Can you appeal? You can appeal. Uh, so there's a process that you need to follow and you need to be really, really sure if you do want to appeal, are you confident enough that going through the appeals process will be of benefit for you because it's quite a lot of effort all round. Um, you'd need to speak to your teacher, your exams officer, wh whoever deals with the exams at your school or college, and they'll need to log that appeal for you with the awarding body. It's also really, really important if you do decide that you want to appeal uh, to contact the university and let them know because they'll need to go through a process uh, to consider you to hold your place or to tell you what those next steps are. Um, and you have no guarantees that your grade will go up or indeed your grade mm. might go down or it might stay the same. So weighing up whether or not an appeal is the right thing to do for you is use that support network first don't dive into it and don't think because it's a grade which perhaps you didn't expect you're automatically going to get that changed it, it is a big decision you can appeal think it through first uh, Rena, what is your experience of that uh, appealing as Courtney said, there can never be a guarantee that the university can hold your place, particularly if it is a competitive course as well. So it's a matter of, again, looking at those options. Is your insurance place happy with the grades that you've received? Are you comfortable and mm -hmm. prepared to go to that insurance choice if it's not your firm choice university are there other universities that actually you've been considering over the summer and you'd be willing to have a look at those as well or something closer to home or something a little bit further away as Courtney said it's about thinking about how long that appeals process might take and whether it will always go in your favour isn't always a guaranteed so it's having that preparation as well there okay so you've got to do some weighing up you've got to get your scales out what if you don't get your firm choice but actually you think oh do you know what I don't really want my insurance choice maybe you've changed your mind or maybe that wasn't the best decision and you made a bit of a rash decision at the time then what can you do Courtney? Yeah so this does happen quite often actually where students have taken the summer to consider things and maybe that insurance choice just just wasn't right for them anymore mm -hmm. uh, but that's fine we've got options for you you can move forward you can decline your insurance place and you can use clearing what I would say though do your research first Speak to the university or college that you want to go to in clearing. Make sure that they've got spaces. They'll consider you with the grades and your application that you've got. Have that conversation first, then decline your, your insurance choice and then move on and add a new choice in clearing. So okay. th there's options for you. Yes, but do that research before you decline Definitely. it. Definitely. Amazing. Let's hear now from Natasha from Student Minds, the UK student mental health charity, about how you can tackle some of the big decisions we've been discussing today and coping with some of the emotions you might be experiencing. So my first tip in terms of any emotions that you might be feeling is that it is valid. However you're feeling, it's okay. You don't have to avoid it. You don't have to run away from it. Sometimes the healthiest thing that we can do is just sit with how we feel. My second tip is to bear in mind that one of the reasons that human beings have evolved to have emotions is because emotions teach us things. So ask yourself, what is this feeling trying to teach me? What's the transferable wisdom and how will I amend my behavior perhaps in the future? And then my third and final tip, so the standard advice when it comes to dealing with a feeling is to talk to someone about it. And that can be really helpful, but on results day, there's usually so much noise happening around you and all of the people that you would 
probably turn to to have that kind of conversation are probably absorbed with their own stuff going on as well. So it can also be really helpful to take yourself away from that noise, create some space for yourself. And there's some really good evidence to show that when we are grappling with something emotionally, that physical activity and creativity are really useful ways of channeling that. So doing something like working out, playing some sport, writing, drawing, any of those activities that create endorphins can be a, a really good other option for dealing with how you're feeling. And don't forget, if you do want to find out more, you can go to studentspace.org.uk. Thank you, Natasha. So what other scenarios could students find themselves in if they haven't quite got the results they were hoping for? What about those who are applying for something very specific? It's an important question and I know just the man to answer it. Let's connect now with Jonathan Jones from the University of Glasgow, who we spoke to last time. Jonathan, are you there? I am. Hi there, Katie. OK, you can help us out with this one. If someone doesn't get the grades that they need to get on really competitive courses like medicine, vet, engineering courses, should they repeat the year to get better grades or should they choose another course? Great question. And with all things, the key thing first is, is, is not to panic if you don't quite get the grades uh, for your clinical subject or another high demand subject. If you have uh, an offer for medicine, dentistry, vet med, those sort of subjects, then you'll only have been able to choose four of your five choices for, for those sort of programs. Uh, and you will have had a, a different fifth choice, so a non-clinical program as a backup. So I guess the first thing to do is to see if that non-clinical course is uh, still relevant to you. Do you still want to do that? Because you already have that as, as an option. Does that work for you instead? So, so certainly think about that because there are graduate entry routes into medicine and dentistry and other high demand subjects. So perhaps that, that works for you. And you could do that other degree subject first and then go into some later years of medicine or dentistry, for instance. So, so see uh, if your universities do have a graduate entry route into those subjects and uh, pick you that fifth, fifth choice if that works. If not, then you may need to consider um, resitting, going back and, and repeating your year. But please check with the universities that you will reapply to that they do accept resits because not everybody does. Uh, so it's important to, to check that out first because you don't want to go and redo your year and apply to universities and they say, well, actually, we needed you to get those grades in your first sitting or your first attempt. Uh, so check that out before you, you start that journey. Uh, so certainly that, that's probably the best options for, for those sort of subjects. Other subjects, um, non-clinical subjects, things like engineering or law, then certainly um, they may provide a little bit of flex to you uh, on the grades if you're just maybe one grade down. So, so check out with your, your firm choice first and see if they will accept you if you've just slightly missed the grades. Uh, and they will advise yes or no and, and what to do next. Thank you so much, Jonathan. That's really, really helpful advice. No worries. Sometimes you can get offered an alternative course at the same university, can't you, Courtney? What is that? Yes, yeah, so universities will consider all of the students who've applied and perhaps if you've just missed the grades or maybe the university thinks that you're not quite right for the course that you've applied for, you'll see something when you log into your UCAS application, it'll say unconditional course change. And what that is, is that's an alternative course that the university want to offer you and you have five days, some time, 
to think about that and reply. You'll have a countdown on your UCAS application that says when you need to reply to the SPI. But essentially, it's just an alternative course that the university thinks you're best, better suited to applying to. Um, and if you like it, you can accept it. You're good. You're done. You've got your place. If you don't want it, you can decline it. And then you'll either go to your insurance choice if you've got one or you'll go into clearing. So it's something to think about. You don't have to do it straight away. But that's what it is. You can just choose to accept it or not. So if the university offers you a place on an alternative course, should you take that, Rena? I think it's really important to have a look at the modules and see if the modules that are available on that similar course are interesting to you, if they're things that you'd be happy to study, particularly if you've got your heart set on that university. So a lot of students, there's a lot of decision making to make throughout the kind of application process. And there's lots of variables that students will have been weighing up. So if they do have their heart set on that university, they've had a look over that course and they're happy with the content, maybe even the way that the course will be assessed. So for some students, it might be it might be too exam heavy or too assessment heavy for them. It's those kind of decisions they've got to be thinking about a little bit again before accepting it. I definitely say to students that it's really important to just think about how their experience will be on that course. Don't just take it because it's at the university mm. that you were really hoping to go for because it might not give you the same outcome that you were hoping for than your applied course. And you might actually find that there's the same course that you were hoping for at a different university that's going to have the experience you were hoping for. They're both really big, exciting things to think about, aren't they? The course that you're going to do, but also the university that you're going to have this experience at. Both of these things are so, so important and you need to weigh them up, definitely. We're talking about how important preparation is. Rena, how can students prepare for that clearing call? Like, what kind of phone call is it? What are you going to say? What do they have to say? So the great thing to know for students when making that clearing phone call is that the individual on the other end of the line just wants to help you. So we're there, we're trained, we're going to be calm and we're going to be prepared to give you all the information you need to make that informed decision. So for students in that preparation, the things that I would recommend having are your UCAS ID number because that's what the advisor will ask you for first or second after they've asked for your name because that will hopefully pull up your record on our system and give us all the information that we need or help us to fill in that information if we don't have it. I'd recommend having a pen and paper to hand because there might be information that they're going to offer you. There might be a few different courses that are available for you. So you might want to write those down. I'd also recommend kind of going into a calm, quiet space if possible, because you don't want to be in that room when there's lots of people either celebrating or also making clearing phone calls if you've gone into your school college hall. So a nice, clear and calm space so you can hear what's being said on the other end of the line. And of course, your results. So they're going to be asking for those in that call to see if they can make you an offer as well. So those are the kind of key things that I would recommend. Maybe having a second phone nearby if you are waiting for phone calls back as well. So a parent or a carer, supporter or a friend's phone as okay. well. It's good to know that you've got to have that UCAS number. The amount of phone calls I make and they're like, have you got your order number? And I'm like, I don't have any information. <laughs> so have the information on you. That's good. Also, let's be honest, millennials and Gen Z hate phone calls. I hate a phone call, okay? If there's a restaurant I want to go to and there's not a way to book online, I'm not going if I have to speak to a human being. So I'm just going to ask the question that might be on a lot of students' lips. Do they have to make the phone call or can their parents do it for them? So we'd recommend and always say that the student themselves would need to make the phone call because we need that information from them to be able to make them the kind of verbal offer if we are making an offer through clearing. But I can give some positive news and say lots of universities have recognised that young people don't like making phone calls. So lots of universities will have an online form that a student can fill in or a WhatsApp number that they can WhatsApp to see if there's offers available. But we still do recommend calling in if possible because we want to have that conversation with you. We want to understand what you want from the university if we are the 
the right fit for you. And as said, you might have one course on your mind, but actually we might have three or four different courses that we could offer you that are alternative courses that are similar and more suitable for the grades that you've received. Phone calls are always scary when you think about them, but actually you're fine once you get chatting. And if we get chatting to somebody lovely and friendly like you, then it's all good, isn't it? What support can students expect on results day from UCAS, Courtney? So at UCAS, we've been gearing up for this day for months and months and months. Uh, We've got a whole whole host of people on the phones, on social media, who are all trained, ready and willing to chat to you about whatever it is you need to talk to us about. It could be good stuff, it could be exploring some options and, and we're there to help you and everybody is keen, they, they want to support you and they want to help you make the right decision for you and for your future. So what happens though on the day from us at UCAS, loads of us get into the office really, really early in the morning, just making sure everything's okay. We will also be giving all of the access to your teachers in terms of whether or not you've got your place or not. They'll have that just before you're able to check your UCAS application. So they'll know when you go to them and say, oh, I need some help about this, that and the other. They'll know whether you got into your university place or not. um, And they'll know how to best support you because they're the ones who know you really, really well. Um, And then, of course, UCAS will be sending you some emails as well throughout the day. Um, We'll give you an email with something called Clearing Plus Matches. So if you find yourself without a place, you'll get this email from UCAS with a bunch of options that we think will be really good for you based on your application and your grades and stuff. So it gives you something to focus in on and think about rather than thinking, oh dear, uh, I'm in clearing now. I've got all of these choices available. What do I do? It gives you something to focus on to start with. Great. So you, Casa, there. You're like Santa's elves preparing for Christmas, aren't you? <laughs> results day is your Christmas day. We're, re- we're the results day elves, yeah. You can't wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> and what about support from your teachers, Ran? I know that you've been in that situation where you've been providing support to your students. What can people expect from their teachers? I think that, the, so when I was a teacher, you know, you're in the privileged position to to know you, the students, really, really well. You, you spent years uh, in the classroom listening to hopes, dreams, aspirations, um, you know, not every day, but, you know, you, you pick these things up over having a long uh, relationship with, with you as students. So who better to go to to offer a sounding board to where you should go next? They've also got the added benefit of knowing the system. As you say, they'll, they'll know your outcome beforehand. They've been working with UCAS in the background. UCAS do a lot of work with schools and they've been through this before. This won't be new to them and what they can provide is a good coaching sounding board they're not going to give you the answer and nor should they but just remember that that that's what they're there for that's what teachers are there for as a a good sounding board that's what they're there for put them to work that's it yeah exactly (laughs) well that's it for episode three and for the series we hope we've been able to help you make the right decision for your future big thanks to today's guests Courtney, Jonathan, Rena, Ran and Natasha and a special thanks to you for watching and listening we wish you all the best of luck